am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. And I can be who it says I can be. Today, I boldly declare, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We know that it always falls on good ground. We just declare it right now in Jesus' name for a, a tectonic type of shift in our mentality and in our imagination and in our intelligence, God, a shift that will cause us to be propelled to the, not just the next level, but the next moment that you have designed for us. And so we just glorify and we thank you in advance for what you're doing. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Well, we're in our series, God's Got It. We're in our series, and today I am dealing with God's Got Your Future. God's Got Your Future. God's Got Your Future. So the Bible says in the book of um, Psalm 23, which is our contextual scripture, we have been going through the whole Psalm 23, this entire series, and we're now ending. This is our last one. And it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God's got your future. God's got your future. Tomorrow, the next day, the next 10 years after that. God's got your future. And so Philippians 1 verse 6 puts it like this. Being confident, surely... Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you is able to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He who began something is going to complete it. See, many of us know he begins and then we kind of get sad in the middle. But you see, we have to remember the completion is in the hands of God. So there's a Jewish folk story. I came out of Afghanistan and, and I know it's kind of weird that there's an Afghanistan story with a Jew in it, but here we go. So here's this Jewish uh, folk story about a king and a Jew. And this is what happened. So the king wanted to know how everybody was living. And so he put on all these beggar robes one day and, and went down into the poorest, poorest quarters. And so he heard somebody singing and they were just singing, you know, okay, well, maybe they weren't singing that. I think that's super cat. So maybe not that. So they weren't singing that. So but anyway, he was singing, you know, like, la, la, la. I don't know what they were singing because I'm such a great singer. I would sing for you, but not trying to shut down the internet with my talents today. So just imagine a happy song. If you're happy and you know it, that's what he was doing. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. That's what he was doing. He was singing, if you're happy and you know it. And so the king was like, who is singing? Who is singing in this, in this terrible, terrible place that looks like there's no provisions, looks like there's nothing going on. So he knocked on the door and this guy opens up the door and he says, are you able to receive guests? Now remember, this is the king who's dressed like a beggar. So the guy says, yes, a gift is a, a guest is a gift from God. So he goes in there and he shares with him the left of uh, the last of his meal. And he's just singing and happy. And he says to him, Hey, hold on. You seem to be very happy. And you know, you don't seem like to have a lot, aren't you? Do you have somebody taking care of you? And he says, no, uh, like family he says, like family he says, no, I don't have any family taking care of me. He says, Oh, well, maybe the king is taking care of you. He says, well, the king's a good king. But he's not taking care of me either. He says, somebody has to be taking care of you. He says, 
You know, actually, there is somebody taking care of me. The Almighty is taking care of me. So he says, the Almighty is taking care of you. He says, yeah, the Almighty is taking care of me. So I don't worry about tomorrow. I just, I just get my food for today. I work and I come home and I eat. So the king says, impossible. Nobody can be this happy all the time absolutely impossible so he goes back to his castle and he puts out a decree and he says all cobblers are now no longer permitted to do any work on the streets so he bans all the cobblers so the next day he comes back and you know he goes dresses in his beggar's clothes goes back into the town and he hears if you're happy and you know it clap your hands if you're happy and you know it, do the shimmy if you're happy and you do, it, do the moonwalk whatever and he was doing that and he's like this man so he knocks on the door and he's like, aren't, aren't you the guy that I visited yesterday? And he says, yes. He says, I heard there was a decree from the king that came out and it said that all the cobblers couldn't work. He said, I know, right? He said, so? He said, what did you do? I mean, aren't you going to worry now? I mean, how are you going to live? He said, well, I saw some woodcutters and I joined them, got me an axe and cut some trees, sold the wood and I have enough for today. Started singing again. He said, but what are you going to do tomorrow though? If this keeps up, he says, I already told you. I already told you. The Almighty is going to take care of me. I don't worry about something that hadn't happened yet. So the king was like, no way, no way. I got, I got to figure it out. There's no way this person's faith can be like this. Impossible. So he goes back to his castle, puts out another decree and says, all woodcutters are now going to be drafted into the army. <laughs> so, so he and they're not going to get paid for 30 days 30 days so he drafts everybody so the jew is drafted you know because he was a woodcutter you know a cobbler turned woodcutter now turned soldier so he gets drafted in there and when he comes home that night you know they give him a sword he comes home that night and he's thinking well i won't get paid for 30 days so the king is like yes definitely not going to be happy now definitely going to be frustrated so the cobbler turned woodcutter no soldier went outside, took some wood and crafted a duplicate sword that looks just like the sword he got in the army. Sold the king's sword and got 30 days worth of food. <laughs> so, the king, so the king now comes back that night and he says, he, he comes and he says, surely he should be crying now, surely he's coming out. So now he comes now, you know, it's a western song now, you know, turn from happy and you know it to a dance hall and to a rap and now the guy's like over the moon. Right? And so the king is going like, okay, I know, I heard the king said that boy, nobody's getting paid for 30 days. What did you do? And he says, he says, aren't you worried? He says, I'm not worried. I took the sword. I made a duplicate of the, um, with the wood and I have the money. And he says, but you could get in jail for stealing the king's sword, for selling the king's sword. He says, well, the Almighty, you know, I just have to trust in him and he has my future and I just have to believe in him. So the king just couldn't believe it. So the next day, they found a thief. And so they called the Jew and they said to the Jew, because now he's a soldier, and he said, you need to kill this thief. He said, how am I going to kill this thief? I've never even heard a fly. I don't want to kill this thief. So the king is watching all of this going on now and saying, how much pressure can he put on him to not have any faith, to not believe, to not trust? And so, you know, the, the guy's just sweating. He's going, God, I don't want to kill this person. I don't want to kill this person. And so they said, you have to kill him right now. And so he says, well, let me pray. So he says, dear God Almighty, you know... <laughs> 
I'm just coming to you. I've never hurt anybody. I'm a good Jew. I'm praying that if I have to kill this person, when I kill them, they just die instantly. No pain. And I'm asking you for a sign. If you don't want me to kill this person, I'm asking you for a sign. When I pull my sword out, turn it from steel to wood. <laughs> so of course he pulls the sword out and everybody goes, oh, wow, because it's wood. <laughs> So the king comes and he says, I need you on my council because I don't know how you are able to just trust God like this every single day, but I need your wisdom. And so I'm here to tell you, God's got your future. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God is not asking you to be concerned about tomorrow. He's not asking you to carry your tomorrow. He's asking you to go ahead and cast your tomorrow upon him. You carry today and he will deal with tomorrow. Amen. The Bible talks about the lilies of the field and the birds and he talks about hey he's going to take care of those don't worry about tomorrow can worrying add one tither to your life the bible says no so it doesn't make sense to worry but many of us still worry we're afraid of the future we're afraid of the future so this is what your future looks like to many of you you know here's the future the future is he got skinny the future used to be juicy here's what happened the future went on intermittent fasting (laughs) side joke okay so (laughs) so the future this is the future and so many people's futures look very scary like we don't know what's going to happen supposing god tells me to marry somebody that i can't even look at no like people do think that like like wow like yeah because i mean like seriously like you marry somebody right now by the time they take off all the eyelashes here you know nip tucks and everything you don't know who it is i mean the future don't it's scary it's a scary thing on the gram. You can't trust the gram. You hear me? I am the filter queen. You cannot trust anything you see on Instagram. Nothing. Nothing. I don't care if they talk about, oh, I have on no makeup today. Filter lie. Nothing. Okay? Don't believe nothing you see. Don't believe. Listen, we got apps now that you can cinch your waist and give you some hips. Nothing. Mm. Mm. You better see that person in real life tell them take off all their things give you medical history you want a surgery profile you need all that you need to know if these are their teeth or what you don't know what you're getting i'm just saying your future could be creepy wow is right so anyway so your future could look like this you could be thinking am i going to get into debt am i going to you know um die early am i gonna get sick you know we look at it like that i want to be old but i don't want to be old and sick Everything like that. And so here it is. We have the future, right? And so we keep carrying this future. Miss Kaylee, come up here. So we're carrying the future over here. And you keep thinking. You're making plans. And you're dreaming. And you're doing all that. But sometimes you're not necessarily dreaming. You have to come in frame. Yes, come closer. Is that production? Okay, so you have the future right here and you're worried about it and you're right now in your master's program and what's going to happen with this master's program, you know, and stuff like that. And whoa, whoa, whoa. And but if you care in the future, then who is living in the present? I need your whole girl. Hold it. What are you doing? <laughs> try it again, girl. Or try to hold them together. No, no, oh, no, no, wait. Mm. You didn't do gymnastics or something? Acrobatic school? No? Work it, girl. Work it. Come, come on, Kaylee. You can do it. No, really? 
What's happening? <laughs> well, thank you very much. Because here's the thing. You can't carry your future and your present at the very same time. You can only live in one of them at the same time. And so if you don't give God the future, then you are not able to handle the present. Amen. Amen. But we're afraid that sometimes we try to control it and we try to contain it. And we try to come up with all sorts of things to deal with it. Because you know what? Inside of us, we really believe that if we have a controlled future that we're dealing with, it's better than the future that we don't know that God has. But you and I have to know that the future that God is designing for you is always going to be more and better than the future that you could ever imagine for yourself. Because when he says in Ephesians 3.20 that he will exceed abundantly above what you can imagine, ask or think, that means whatever you're asking is the lowest level. Whatever you're imagining is the lowest level. He will exceed that. But if you are going to just be consumed with controlling your future, then you will not deal with your present. And if you cannot deal with your present, then you'll never get to your future because you're recycling the present. So, so many of us, we have a different lens in our imagination. Our imagination is, is the very biggest key in when we're talking about fear and about fear of our future. But are you going to be like the cobbler today and you're going to be able to see that, listen, no matter what difficulty comes my way, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm going to deal with what I have today. Use the resources, the wit, the wisdom, the favor, the ability that I have today to deal with today. We want a reliable ink outcome but i'm telling you there's a reliable god and when you have a reliable god then your outcome is always reliable did he not say that that all things will work together for good all things will work together for good but they work together for good for a particular type of person a person that loves god a person that's called god and a person that's called according to his purpose that kind of person always knows that their future is sure you know in jamaica we have a song and it says because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives all my fears are gone because i know he holds a future. My life is worth the living just because he lives. Because he lives. Not because I'm living, but because he lives. My future is set. My future is secure. My future is bright. My future is firm. Surely, 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 absolutely, affirmatively so. This is how it is for the saints of God. That we know that nothing, nothing can come our way that we cannot handle. So you're now, you're now, you're now, you know, look at it like this. If you have a problem, you have a problem, right? You have a problem. No, you don't have a problem. Well, you don't need to worry because you don't have no problem. You have a problem. Yes, I have a problem. Can you do something about that problem? Yes. All the time. There's always something you and I can do about a problem. Because a problem is an opportunity wrapped in stress. A problem is always an opportunity to learn. It's never something happening to you. It is something happening for you. A problem is for you. It is not to you. A problem says to you, yours an answer inside of you that I'm calling out from you. There's something within you that you're able to answer and rectify this problem. As long as we look at it as it's happening to me, then I'll always be succumbing under it. I'll always be under its authority. I'll always be under its power. But when I understand it is not happening to me, it is happening for me. It is working for me. It is asking out of me to answer. And I, it could not come to me if I didn't have an answer. So do I have a problem? Yes. Can I do something about it? Yes. So then I don't need to worry. 
Amen? Amen and amen. So, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Right? Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift, and that's why we call it the present. Mm-hmm. Live now, live now, live now. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, verse 1, Now faith is, now faith is, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is, so now, just like that cobbler, now you have to activate faith. Now you have to do things. You cannot spend today's energy on tomorrow's problem. You cannot spend today, well you can, but today's problem is going to stay here the same way. Or you can say, listen, I'm not going to, to squander my intelligence, squander my energy, squander my wit, squander that today for tomorrow that hasn't even happened yet. Right? So you want to make sure that you're living in the present. The Bible calls it daily bread. Give us now our daily bread. Give us now our daily bread. You know, my aunt always says, she says, you have one life to live, Sarah. Don't play dead. I say, okay. What that mean? She said, listen, if you die today, are you going to just hoard up everything, store up everything, or worry about everything so much that you keel over today and you were never able to enjoy any of the fruits of your labor. You were never able to enjoy life because you were playing dead. All you kept doing was storing up things in a tomb. I said, okay, well, let me take that to bed. All right, so here it is that we, we, we can be confident because we know that he lives. So the future, God's got your future. But right now, in real time, in present time, how do I trust God? How do I, how do I believe God? How do I get to the place where I am so set that I understand that right now, in real time, in real life, I don't have to stress about it. I don't have to panic about it. You know what? We are in these situations and day by day we get all this different news. We get stuff, stuff just comes back around. I mean, just whether it's racial tension or, or it's a pandemic or it's just foolishness. Every single minute of the day, things can just flex. Things can just come upon you and be trying to intimidate you and say, well, you're not going to make it to our past the next two hours, right? This is how, it's, how fluid it is. You never know what's going to happen. You're going to start school next week and then it says, oh no, we're delaying again. Oh no, we're delaying again. All these things keep us in this, in this space of uncertainty. How can you be certain in uncertainty? How can you be steady in the storm? How can you walk on that water when that water looking like it wants to come and take you over? How can you sleep in a boat when a boat is being tossed? How can you walk in a wilderness when you cannot see? How can you stay in a den when you don't know if you're going to be eaten? How can you be like the fathers and mothers of the faith who are able to stand in movable, always abounding in the grace and knowledge of God, knowing that there, there was trust? How can we get like uh, Abraham and be credited faith? To us as righteousness right now in real time, in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of things shifting, in the middle of layoffs. 
Oh, Father, I just thank you right now, God, for every person that has been laid off. And I thank you, Lord, that the, the panic and worry and stress that they may be feeling, I pray, God, right now and set my faith into agreement that they will just turn this over to you, God. I ask that you open up a fervent door of opportunity for them, that you will bring their resumes up to the forefront, that, God, you'll cause them favor, that you'll put them in the right spot with the right people that they need to know, God. I pray that they know that they know without a shadow of a doubt that even though they were laid off this week or they were laid off last week or their monies are coming to the end and their unemployment is looking shaky, and Father, there's no more stimulus money. But God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you will do what you always do, that you will stand firm with us, that you will cause them to, to flourish in a time of famine, that you'll cause them to have light in a place of darkness. I ask that you go through these airwaves right now and you calm them down. And I speak peace into their hearts. And I say, God's got your future. And I declare that God is not going to leave you nor forsake you. He will never abandon you, neglect you, drop you. He is not like man that he should lie, but he is faithful to the end. Whatever he started, he will finish. He is the author and the finisher of your faith he will complete those things that concern you because his mind is full of you i declare and i decree faith right now in the name of jesus i declare that you are bold and you're courageous and you're strong and you'll go forward you'll rise up out of that depression i cancel anxiety against you i cancel every assignment that will come against you to stress you to press you to oppress you i could say woman of god man of god rise up out of that bed in the name of jesus put your clothes on get yourself together and go out there with joy and be led forth with peace the mountains and the hills they will greet you in the name of Jesus, we declare jobs in Jesus' name, entrepreneurial efforts in Jesus' name. Give them an answer, Lord. I thank you in the name of Jesus. And it is so. Amen and amen. Amen and amen and amen. So the Psalm 23 was written from a shepherd's standpoint. And one of the things, if uh, my friends PJ and James will come up. So one of the things that, that Psalms 23, we know it's from shepherds, right? God, the Lord is my shepherd. Here's the thing that a shepherd knows though. A shepherd knows that there's always going to be predators that come after and come to prey on the sheep. Predators like wolves, you know, or lions or bears, I guess. I'm just going off to the Bible. I don't know. I ain't never had no sheep, but I'm just saying some animals coming after the sheep. Okay, some Wild animals are coming after the sheep. And so God is so good when he expresses this in verse 6. Because he says, surely, surely something going to pursue you. And he's talking from the shepherd thing. Now, now, when you have a predator and they, like the lions, everybody watch like Discovery Channel and that kind of thing. And you watch them and they, they sit down there and they just wait and they wait and they wait and they have the patience. And they can eat so many days. They can just, you know, not eat because they are able to just sit there and wait and watch and wait and watch and wait and watch. This is, this is, a, this is, this is a context of the scripture, which is so incredible. Because if you think of it like in the wild and how, how those animals can sit for days and hours and nights and watch and train their young ones to do the same thing and watching when the what? When the sheep are unaware, when the animals are unaware, right? The predator is going to come and pounce on them, right? But this is the same context that God is saying. He's saying like, hold on, surely, surely. Surely something going to pursue you like those predators. Surely. So I want you to see it different. So, so I borrowed uh, Sabrina's glasses because if you see things different, they're different, right? So they have like a little tint to them. They better look cute on me too. But anyway, they have a little tint to them. And if you can see it, that it's not predators coming, 
There's not predators coming to snatch your future and evil coming to eat your future and things coming to just destroy you and know it's too good to be true. This is going to have to end. At some point, you know, this goodness is not, is not going to happen. You know, somebody's going to fail me at some point. It's going to turn around. I'm going to have to struggle. I'm just, if you could just put on the lens of Psalm 23, 6. And the Bible talks about, and it says this. Now, these are my friends here. This, okay, wow. All right. Oh, did not see that. <laughs> Let me gather my thoughts. Because I just felt like a space cadet. Meet George Jetson. His wife, Judy. <laughs> this, this is mercy. This is mercy. Mercy. This is goodness. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. They got a job. The Bible said they're supposed to do something. And he said, surely, absolutely, no doubt about it, 100% guaranteed goodness and mercy shall do something. What they going to do? They're going to pursue me like a predator. And when I'm unaware and when I'm not able to discern, it's going to be there. They're going to jump upon me like a thief in the night and get me covered. So let me tell you how it goes. Let me show you how this works. Because, see, you need mercy and grace in times of help. You see, sometimes goodness happens and we think that we won't get tripped up in goodness. But mercy is going to be there to catch you. Let me show you. So goodness, you may, listen, you may glow up. You know what I mean? You may have gotten you a little promotion. You know, get you a little more money. You know what I'm saying? You're looking a little bit better now. So, you know, goodness. So you start, you know, watching. Because they, they're following you. They're pursuing you. This is what they do. You never know when it's going to happen. And then, boom, something just happened. What? Mercy. Catch you. Mercy. Catch you. Because, see, you, 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 you don't have to worry about tomorrow. And so then, you know what? I wanted to have a baby. You know, this is my baby. I know the baby looks like E.T. I don't know who baby daddy this is. I need to make a different choice. <laughs> all right so you have the baby now maybe oh baby you know baby come in here and then just like they told us with landon de- you know he didn't pass the hearing test oh he could be deaf he could be dead oh no oh mercy so i got my baby now but you know goodness and mercy and what glow up on the job glow up on the job they come and award me you never know goodness and mercy have to follow you they pursue you they are in the shadows hunting you down looking for the right opportunity the bible says it like this that the lord your god looks to and fro the earth trying to find someone to be good to he's just in there looking and going oh that looked like an opportunity whoop baby time oh my god that looked like an opportunity certificate time oh that looked like an opportunity entrepreneurship time this is what he's doing he's looking and every time you just slip up mercy comes in and said oh no you're not gonna fall down oh no i got you because you see you gotta know that you know that you know the lord is your shepherd you shall not want he maketh you to lie down in green pastures he leadeth you beside the still waters he restores your soul he leads you the path of righteousness for his name's sake yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i shall fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me thou prepares a table for me in the presence of mine enemies thou anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over surely 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 when i don't know it goodness finds me surely when i don't 
deserve it, goodness find me. Surely when I mess up, mercy catches me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, pursue me, hunt me down, keep at me all the days. Not one day's missing. Every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the days of my life. And I will, by an act of my will, I choose to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, we bless you, God. So you don't have to worry about tomorrow because your tomorrow have goodness in it. You don't have to worry about next week because your next week got mercy in it. Your goodness and mercy will follow me. If I'm in the dark, it follow me. If I'm in the light, it follow me because I belong to the Lord. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have to stress. Be not anxious for anything. Because God's got you. But not only does he have you, he's got your future. And you know what? You've got him. Amen and amen. And amen. Let us pray. Father, we just bless you in the name of Jesus. That you have our future. And it's always good. Through the lens of your promises. You said you will complete those things that concern us. And so, God, some of us feel like we're in incomplete seasons and incomplete periods. Like half-baked. But, Father, we sit a little longer and we trust the timing. And we trust the minutes that you have on your clock. And we believe right now that you're faithful and you're true and you're just and you will keep your word. Because that's what you do. That's who you are. So I don't know if you're out there today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you haven't, then your future going to be a little bit nerve-wracking because you don't have someone holding your future. You don't have...